It's Monday, and you've got Oz in your ears. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. Yeah, they can take your name away. Can they take us to Edu? It shows Reuters photojournalist Namir Noradan, driver Saeed Jamak, and several others gunned down by U.S. military in a public square in eastern Baghdad. Pilots apparently mistook the camera carried by a newsman for a weapon. Come on, fire! After the initial shooting, an unarmed group of adults and children in a minivan arrived on the scene and attempted to transport the wounded. The van was fired upon as well. Come on. WikiLeaks showed photographs of the children in the van who survived. We can infer that these sort of attacks are going on in Afghanistan. That this is the reality of modern warfare. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. The real reason that um, I think Americans are going to be concerned is that there that is that there is no prospect that the mission for which their sons and daughters are being sent can be accomplished. Let me go. Get me to go. Just release. Get me to be released. Uh, I would recommend halting the surge uh, and a rather rapid withdrawal of a significant part of the U.S. forces that have been sent into Afghanistan over the last year. I want to go home. You know, the, the men, Afghanistan men who are in our prisons, they want to go home too. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. Yeah, they can take your name away. They take us to Oh yeah, they do. They do and they do and we are still there. Trying to build a nation in a place that never knew a nation. It's all rocks, carpets, and poppies. Remember how we went in there to interdict the heroin trade? Whatever happened to that? Vast amounts of the powder is spreading across the globe while we die and die and die. In Afghanistan, man, Osama, he be history. And still we stay, the Taliban, they blow us up good, then go back and raise the poppies and then come back, man, and blow us up good again. It is time to go. It is time to withdraw. Even the greatest of lovers, man, knows when it's time to withdraw. Bring the boys and the girls home now, man, if we want to fight for women's rights. Let's do it. Right here. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Radio Free Oz. Peter Bergman and David Osman, once again, are back in your ears. This time for the week 
of June 20th, am I correct, uh, 2011. That's a day before the longest day of the year. How are you doing, Dave? Well, it's, uh, it, they are, the days are getting really long up here in the Pacific Northwest where it's been, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty. I wouldn't say uh, we're heading into the summer that the southern states have where every everybody is baking out there in the rest of the country, but... Uh, uh, it's getting on to summer, and the days are really, really long. I mean, you you can hardly wait to go to bed until it's dark because it's like ten thirty, you know. Yeah, but I talk about long days. Imagine being a soldier in Afghanistan, Dave. Yeah, any day is a long day. Any day. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, that was uh, quite a um, uh, an oration there at the beginning in that Jamaican voice uh, that. Uh, Which I slipped into. You, you, know. you can't. You can hardly help it when you got that music playing in back. No, of course we should be out. And um, uh, I is is it that it's um, a, a conciliatory thing to do for the president to um, uh, delay leaving uh, a war that's just stupid, senseless, and dangerous to man and woman and beast? Huh. Well, the problem is, Dave, is that everybody in Congress is so macho and has been for 200 years, okay? The idea of saying, let's go home, which is really a way of saying, we give up. There's just no doubt about it, okay? We've had it. It doesn't work. We're going home. That's not anything that any of these macho fools wants to be the first to say, with the exception of people like Mirtha and Kucinich and a few people who get up and say, you know, but a lot of them have safe districts and have very little to lose. The Republicans are in real problem because who's going to stand up? They say things like, we're tired of the war, but of course we support the troops. And, you know, the generals have not come out and asked for more troops yesterday. Yep. We need more troops. Well, why not? You don't go to jail for asking for more troops. And also, oh, uh, no, we're, we only, we're losing them only very slowly. It isn't like Iwo Jima, you know. It's just a, a, a few every week as time goes on. No, I, no, of course the generals want. The, the, what, the general that was just appointed to uh, chief of staff, uh, right, to, uh, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has oh. been, I believe, Osa- uh, uh, Obama said, um, in the military for 40 years. Now yeah. tell me, Mr. President, what does he know about anything except military tactics? Am I being unfair to this man? 40 years in the military? Yes, well, you I'm, probably are, David. Let me tell you why. Come okay, on. I'm not sure. All right, here's the thing. In order to rise in the ranks since World War II, you have to get the equivalent of at least one Ph.D., in some real, real subject, not just military tactics and history of the Punic Wars, but international relations, you must speak languages. Some of the brightest people in the country are in the army. You've got to be smart to get to the top. That doesn't mean that they're completely broad-minded. They haven't been out of uniform. You're quite right. Their perspective has been all in terms of increasing their military, uh, you know, Awareness, right? And since the military, since the military is the greatest socialist experiment in American history, why? What do they know about uh, everybody else outside of the military? And it's protective. uh, It's lifetime. Maybe we should all join. Is Dave? Let's get the whole country to join the army. We will no longer have any question about uh, single payer health. Right? (laughs) It's done. Right? Absolutely done. 
you will be clothed. It may not be your favorite clothes. Khaki is going to have to be like the new black. But you're clothed, and you get fed, and you get to go to the PX, so things are cheaper. I mean, ev- but I mean, everybody in the army that, or that, in the military. You, you might have a you might have a platform there for the next election, Pete. That sounds pretty good. Speaking of the next election, did you see the array of garden gnomes? Oh, I, how I, could I? Miss oh, it? I got a picture here. Seven gnomes all in a row, and and if you don't mind, I I think I can a- analyze them. Uh, uh, Rick, do. Rick Santorum is clearly a cutout. Yes. This man is this man is two dimensional. It's, you He's can, carried you, by you, his you, crew, by the you, way. You can see he him around him. He's kind of propped yeah. up. Then we've yeah. got the uh, token uh, uh, nomad, uh, uh, Michelle Bachman, who is shorter than anybody else. <laughs> even the bozo, even Newt the bozo. He's, but Michelle has more kids than all of them put together by two. Oh, she yeah. has 28 kids. Yeah, if they, vote, if they all vote for her, why, well, she might do okay. That's her base. Uh, yep. And there, so there's, there's the bozo. He's looking incredibly jolly. Uh, um, uh, Ron Paul, I'm uh, no, no, no. Romney is next here. Romney, what can I say? He's um, he's, he's presenting himself in a modest gnomish sort of way. He doesn't want to be the big gnome on the block. He'd rather just have uh, his his gnome ship in everybody's lawn, you know, on the block. Yeah. And then poor Ron Paul is half dead. I'm sorry, this guy is too old to be president. I I don't think he's as old as me. And he looks ancient and, here. Come on. And, and there's another problem he faces, too, which is his ideas used to be really radical and way out there, and people really, like, took on to it. But now the the Tea Party pitchfork populace and all those other bozos and tricolor creative anachronists, you know, are, are way to his right, if you can call it right. If you can call it yeah. right. Well, to his right, actually, to his left, is Tim Pawlenty, and I'm glad to say he is standing, Peter. He's oh. he's being consistent. His policy of standing is uh, is right there. Uh, he, that's about all he, he's doing. But uh, he found the courage to stand. He did. He's he's cur- courageously standing with his arms to his sides. Uh, actually, he's probably waiting for uh, poor old Ron Paul to fall over there. And then at the very end, uh-huh. uh, he we, delivers. We've got Herman Cain, and you know, <laughs> he doesn't look quite enough like. Red Fox, but you wish he was, don't you? Bring it, up, bring it up the end of the line. It's Red Fox. You got to hand it to Herman Cain, which yeah. is he's proud of and running on the fact that he has no experience and no knowledge of anything that may be of any use to being a president. I don't know foreign policy. I don't know any of that stuff, which makes him clean. He has no opinions. He has no record. You can't run against his ideas because he doesn't have any. Well, that's, that's clean. That's plus. clean, man. That's clean. I, that's better than having too many ideas that you have had to change over a period of time. You know, good ideas. Oh, oh, oh I better change that one. Uh, now, Tim Pawlenty, right, the man who has the courage to stand, yeah. didn't have the courage to take on Romney and accuse him of Obamacare. Obamacare, right? right. Okay, and very he, clever. Since, he since has done a mea culpa, oh, I should have done it, but people see him basically as a wiggling woos. But that doesn't mean he doesn't shine now and then. He got glittered. Did you see Did you see him getting glittered? No. Did he get glittered? Uh, Is that- he was at a... Yeah, he was at a book signing, uh-huh. um, a, t- a teapot signing copies of Courage to Stand. And two ladies came up to him and dumped a bag of pink glitter on him, saying, have the courage to stand for a woman's right to choose and gay marriage and gay rights. Oh, good. There he is covered with pink glitter, and he looks, for the first time, he looks good. 
Well, no. the, 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 the poster people standing outside that big debate, that big debate, which, of course, didn't have uh, two of the major probable candidates for president at it. Uh, the standing outside, an, uh, um, a woman with gray hair is uh, holding a banner that says, Michelle Bachman for president, real change in the, quote, right, end quote, direction. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's, wow. a, that's a handmade one. But the Ron Paul sign, and, and I think this is going to uh, strain credulity, Pete. It says, Ron Paul revolution. And the E-V-O-L of revolution is put in, uh, I'm sure, red, and it's love backwards. The oh, Ron Paul go. love revolution. Where are we going, and, and how did we get there? Well, uh, 78% of Americans, Dave, polled recently, said America is headed in the wrong direction. My question is yours, is which way is that, by the way? <laughs> which way? Is it backwards, sideways? What's happening? Uh, you know, uh, th- there's this, it's extraordinary, David. The most toxic possible mixture, okay? We are in very, very deep doo-doo on a lot of levels. Economic, spiritual, foreign policy, health, infrastructure, you name it. We're very confused. We're not that we aren't powerful. This is the beginning of the American century, not the end of it. And at the same time, we are, we are running people for office. and We have a House of Representatives that is completely out of touch with what's going on. Not only has, they don't have necessarily bad ideas. Of course, they have a few of those. They have no idea which is even, in a sense, more dangerous because it can't be tested. Well, the, you know? new, the, the news was today that uh, Jerry Brown, governor of California, uh, vetoed the, uh, the, the uh, budget, which had been laboriously worked out. saying By his own party. By his own party, saying it was a fake and a fraud, basically. And he's right. And Jerry he's right. is not a fake and a fraud. People are going to love him for that. Yep. Because basically he's saying... Look, it's the Republicans' fault. They won't, they won't even say the word, the T word, okay? Yeah. T-A-X is not a word that is, it's no longer in their vocabulary. It's been surgically removed. But Jerry Brown said, look, this is fake stuff, man. This is flim-flam. This isn't happening, you know? You got to hand it to that guy. He's strong stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad they elected him. He may, he may not solve the problems ultimately, but, uh, you know, speaking of budgets, Pete... Uh, Radio Free Oz has its own budget and its own budget problems, but but uh, how's the how's the uh, the campaign going? How's the uh, here's here's the good thing? Right? Yeah, a, a fund drive. We're in the middle of our summer fund drive. A fund drive is like taxes. Let's face it. We're asking people to be charged for for listening to us and getting the service. Okay, it's like a tax, and we've gotten almost thirteen hundred dollars tax dollars so far in our three thousand um, uh, dollar summer fund drive we're almost halfway there but we're more than halfway towards the fifth of july independence from america day so we're going to ask you folks to kick it up a step we're, we've been getting hundred dollar two hundred dollar donations here and there five dollar donations it really doesn't matter you give what you can but um, we've got well over six thousand people downloading the show and as I say, if we just got a dollar from each of them, we'd be in pig heaven. Oh, oh and by the way, yeah. not only do you get Radio Friaz now once a week, but I'm doing a series of audio blogs that I call basically Everything You Know Is Wrong, 
and they're happening on a daily basis, generally Monday through Thursday, and you get them also if you uh, subscribe to Radio Free Oz. If you do an RSS subscription, it's up there on iTunes for you. So you're getting more for your money, so let's let's see the money. Show me the money. And there are premiums as well for those high rollers, aren't there? Yeah, there are. There's, um, there are um, refrigerator magnets that say from, uh, oh, um, Afghanistan, yes, we can't, and the Sarah Palin fascism image, and there's T-shirts, and there's signed copies of our new book, which is almost at the printer, called Trolling the Woe, Volume 1. Oh, boy. Okay? Oh, you're going to love it. You're all going to love it. And then we'll, we'll sell some of that stuff straightforward after the fun drive to kind of monetize ourselves. We're going to try and figure out other ways to get, like, really low-cost, you know, items out there, maybe high-res versions of things you like for 50 cents. But, you know, a bunch of 50 cents pays the way. You know, we're not trying to get rich. We're just trying to get comfortable in a sense that we can look forward to having this show go on and on and on. So uh, onward and upward, David, I have to tell you that I, I used the world of tweet today to good advantage, all right? Maybe it'll bring more people to our show. What happened was I, I was trolling the woe, and I came across the story of this lady, uh, Manala Sharif, in Saudi Arabia, who'd been put in jail or something like it for, now this is a serious crime in Saudi Arabia, she drove a car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, whoa. I mean, slut. Well, they're calling her a harlot. I mean, that, yeah, that's what the, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a carlet. 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 Please, carlet. Should have been carlot, yeah. which is where you park the harlots. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to make a limerick in honor of her, which I did, which I'll read to you. And then uh, I noticed in the Time Magazine article that everybody was talking about this on a Twitter stream called uh, women to drive, W-O-M-E-N, the number two, and drive. And if you send a tweet out with a hash mark in front of that, it'll go to that stream, okay? So here's what I wrote. I said, uh, and I said, this is in honor of the woman who had the, uh, the metal to put the pedal to the metal, all right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Manal al-Sharif is a star just for driving around in a car. But don't let me kid you. There are dudes back in Ridya won't let that lady go far. Well, so <laughs> I right. tweeted. I tweeted out there, but yeah. I three retweets immediately. That's the most retweets I've gotten on anything because it's very hard to break into the world of Twitter and all of that. It's it's massive, you know. It's like so for me that that's viral. Okay, now if somebody retweets, it means it goes to everybody that follows them. So maybe another five hundred twenty people, or five hundred, or a thousand people. So I retweeted it again back to the stream. And there's like a thousand people have, have been there since the time I got there. It's, it's a huge discussion group right now, okay? So that's uh, something to think about. If you have a poem, if you see something, Dave, in the news, and you, you make these wonderful poems, and you want to splash something off, I'll show you how to get it out to them, all right? It's not hard, all right? And then people enjoy it. They're not getting a lot of art about stuff. They're just getting opinion, right? Okay, so okay. But that was my, that wasn't my only limerick. Okay, there was something else that happened too, which is as you know, Wiener has withdrawn. Uh, yes, <clears throat> yes. Right, we we <laughs> won't have. Yeah, right. Wiener has withdrawn. So I thought that I owed him a limerick because he's been he's been very very good to all of us pundits. Right, I mean, yeah, poor guy. So it said, uh, it goes one day, 
It was just on a whim. He took shots of himself in the gym. Then he tweeted those pics to his Las Vegas tricks. Thank goodness we got rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, man. Everybody was telling him to go. The president. Yeah, when the president tells you it's time to go, you should listen. Especially if he said your party. Oh, yeah. what got him, though, is that they were going to strip him of his committee assignments. And then he's, 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 he's worthless. He's dead in yeah. the water. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what I, you know, his wife is pregnant and she was. Is uh, she? Really? Yeah, yeah, she's pregnant and, and, and was one of Mrs. Clinton's closest associates. So, I oh, mean, it's not clearly, like yeah. we're talking, you know, the, the, the airy heights of power there, you know, that class he was act. right next to. Class, class Well, she had the class not to show up. At the gym or wherever the hell uh, Wiener gave his uh, withdrawal speech. No, that that uh, yes, he was good to all us pundits. I'm glad you said that, and uh, and I hope we we can leave him forever. The latest news from New York is though they might just close his congressional seat entirely and redistrict well, around him. That's it. They're going. They're going to. Oh, oh, absolutely, it's gone. And, none, and it, even if he had survived, he would have had to choose whether or not to run against another Democrat for the collapsed two-into-one districts. You know, because New York lost two congressional seats in the census. So, you know, and picked up by lovely garden spots like Texas and Georgia. And I don't know. Yeah, well, I think- more representatives from Georgia is probably going to really be good. Yeah, more, more, more garden gnomes. Like right. Newt. Well, Talk, wait, talking about running for seats that have been, when, when Harmon, when Jane Harmon left her seat in the Los Angeles area, uh, the woman who's run, the Democrat who's running for that seat is named Janice Hahn. And she is the daughter of Jimmy Hahn, who is a famous mayor and supervisor of Los Angeles, a man who is probably the most progressive white man in the history of L.A. politics. His connection with the African-American community is legion. And she's a good person. I knew her slightly. She was a consul woman when I was working in a consul office in uh, L.A. City Hall, okay? A sweet woman, really, very nice. So she's running, and this guy, this guy, Lad Ellinger, are you aware of this, by the way? No, Lad Ellinger no, Jr. news and to me. You haven't seen, oh, he put together a pack with his friend called America Turn Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he put together an ad, right, like a music video that I'm going to tell you about it, but you're not going to believe it. You're going to have to go up and catch it. It's easy to go. The It starts off with the fact that Janice Hahn is insane. There's a picture of her with beady uh, um, kind of ruby eyes. She's a gang ho. And all of a sudden, a stripper comes out, puts her tush in front of you as on the pole. This is now supposed to be Janice Hahn doing the pole. While these two rappers, who are supposed to be homies, although African-Americans, but they look awfully middle class, <laughs> sing this song about the fact that, you know, uh, that, that well, wh- she's giving head to one of them in part of it, right? You're they're pulling money. No, they're pulling money out of her out of her undies. They're, they're accusing her of, of, of being a gang woman. It, you, you just won't believe it, okay? It's like one of those things that 
it, it wouldn't come out of co- it's a college dream, but they they wouldn't be good enough to put it together. And it is totally scandalizing everybody in both parties. They just don't know what to do with this, well, is, and they can't take it off the air because the buy is already in. Well, is the buy is what, is this her opponent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, no. It's an independent pack. Ah, of there we pack, go. See, her opponent. Her opponent is mortified. <laughs> not, not only is her opponent mortified, but this accountant who took over as treasurer of this pack to make a few extra bucks, not knowing who this guy Ellinger was, is quitting also, I believe, because he's so completely scandalized. You've got to see it. It's just marvelous. And we'll, uh, and we'll check it out online right after this. Absolutely. So, uh, in fact, maybe we should take, maybe it's time to take a little break. Shall we? Uh, we've been talking Afghanistan and war. What about we play Johnny Got His Gun? Uh, by Jack Nauer, who is a, a, a local up in Whidbey Island, but he's big enough for the world. Okay, let's listen to it. Johnny got his gun. Johnny went to war at the tender age of 17 Went to fight the devil 9,000 miles away In a land that Johnny never even heard of We got him fighting devils And every day We send another on his way Think his mama prays for her baby every day. Another demon makes his way every day. There's another devil.
I seriously love Jack Nauer, and we're going to play his How They Danced, uh, which is his pan to his uh, grandparents at another time. It's the best song about the, ex the, the experience and wisdom of age. But uh, I do hope you get a chance to see <laughs> jazz on ad. Uh, let's see. What else is happening in this great, big, wonderful world? Well, um, Greece, there's riots in Greece and Vancouver. And they're for very different reasons, David. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into uh, a limerick there. There's riots in Greece and Vancouver. Vancouver, right. Uh, well, <clears throat> They're in, cleaning in it up with their Hoover. No. With their Hoover, <laughs> yeah. Hoover. Um, <clears throat> one's out of luck. The other lost the puck. Um, <laughs> making this rhyme is quite a maneuver. There, uh, okay. What happens yeah, there is, that, is that <clears throat> Vancouver is burning the town down because they lost the Stanley Cup. Yep. Yep. That's why they're rioting, right? And Vancouver, man, Vancouver is so laid back, right? I mean, yeah. Vancouver, nothing <coughs> happens in Vancouver. <laughs> Suddenly it's like the World Trade Organization rioted yeah. in cool Seattle. Over hockey. Over hockey, right? yeah, over the but puck. But in Greece, they're, they're riding in the streets and throwing, um, you know, uh, Molotov cocktails at the austerity program. Greece is about to default on its sovereign bonds, which will have an extraordinary effect on America, too, because 14% of uh, private portfolios are invested in European securities, and a lot more than that uh, in, in American bank portfolios. Plus, if, if, if Greece goes under and the Germans decide not to come in and save them again and again because the German public is sick and tired of, like, bailing out these Greeks, you know? These screwing Greeks. They would let them go. Um, what happens is, is that the, the IMF has to come in and, and put in the difference, and a lot of the IMF money is from us, and we're not even going to be able to give them any money because we won't have a debt limit, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It drives me crazy. Then, oh, then, then, then why are you calling for th this to be the beginning of the American century, Bergman? The whole thing is going to fall apart before our very eyes. No, uh, the reason I called because, no, it, it may not be as wonderful a place to live in as it may have been. But militarily, we are stronger than ever. We are, we're not only the, a superpower, we're a super duper, we're a hyperpower. And... We are we are only growing stronger. Yeah, there are people that hate us, and there's and there's these terrorists are pricking at us here and there. But the fact is, is that we can tr completely control the security of the world, and it's just a fact. And it's only going to get bigger. I mean, we have a total monopoly on on satellite intelligence. We have more intelligence satellites in the air than all the rest of the world put together by many, okay? And they're very important. Our new satellites can see something as small as a baseball, all right? which is probably the new way we're going to be watching. That's a good oh, way. Yes, it. yes. Yeah, there we go. And it's a hit. We're following the ball. Yeah, yeah we're with the ball now. <laughs> from outer space, man. Watching, can, watching we, baseball from outer space. That's, that's an idea. Listen, that's an idea. We can listen to anybody. We can watch anybody. We can send those drones over there. And I just don't mean people from the State Department to kill them at will. We are, our, our gross national product 
is larger than most of the so-called great nations all put together. China is on the brink of collapse. Japan has not gotten out of their problems. Sure, it's not good here, and we're not going to. And the whole idea of American exceptionalism may have to change. But this is the American century. That's why we've got to get our stuff together, Dave. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just don't take pictures of your stuff in the, you know, in the gym. That's when you once you got it together, you, you know, you want to keep it private. You know, well, I you don't know, indulge uh, the bulge. And don't indulge the bulge. Oh boy, there's another bumper sticker for you. You know, the other thing that came uh, through. <clears throat> Uh, at least through my medium, the New York Times, was an op-ed from uh, Jimmy Carter, former president of the United States, calling for the abolition of the global drug war. Oh, yes. Yep. And just to, just to read a little, little fragment of it here, he said, um, uh, he's responding to uh, recommendations from the Global Commission on Drug Policy, and old Jimmy says, in a message to Congress in 1977, that was a long time ago, I said the country should decriminalize the possession of less than an ounce of marijuana. At that point, everybody said, oh, man, he's so groovy. All right. Uh, laid back, man. Uh, and he's a Christian and everything. Wow. Um, and he also, I, am, uh, I also campaigned against filling our prisons with young people who were no threat to society, and summarized by saying, penalties against possession of a drug should not be more damaging to an individual than the use of the drug itself. Now, that's a really nice turn of phrase, dig it? You're Jimmy Carter, man, he was a, he was a brilliant man. He, he may not have been tough or bad enough to be, to be president, but he was a good, good thinker and a good man. Yeah. And, and, well, and, and remains so. So it, it was, of course, in 1980 that uh, Reagan and the Congress, instead of having a balanced drug program, put everybody in jail. And, and the statistics about people in jail are just enormous. I won't quote them, but, you know, it's like 3% of American adults are in prison, not all of them for smoking pot or, or, or uh, you know, trading Coke or all, you know, but David, many, 50 percent yeah. of all federal prisoners are in for drugs. Fifty percent. I just read an article on this in Time magazine. You know, the, the, the International Drug Committee, whoever they were, made yeah. up of the presidents of Mexico, they said legalize marijuana. Put the money into, uh, you know, uh, 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 getting getting people back to life when they're addicts. The fact is, is that it costs America fourteen times more to incarcerate someone for doing a split or taking some meth, which is really serious, than it is to rehabilitate them. But again, the same people that can't say no more war can't say let's legalize drugs because they're still living back in uh, reefer madness days. They are. They're still, you know... Well, it's somehow, you know, it's, it's somehow wrapped up in border security, which is wrapped up in the great issue of security in general. People um, feel insecure around people who are smoking drugs or, or taking drugs. Uh, I mean, look, look, at the, look at the murders that have gone on in Mexico in the last years. Oh. Uh, well, if strictly, and I mean, civilians. Uh, these are these are people just as if they were getting hit by drones operated by drones out of uh, Virginia. It's um, it, it, 
And it's not being seriously looked at, and neither is the problem of guns in the United States. Frank Lautenberg was out there talking the last week uh, to Mr. Uh, to 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 the president, saying, uh, you know, why don't you get behind any any modification of these insane drug laws that allow you know people to buy ten guns and in, in in Tijuana and take them take them over the border or in David. Ever since the Bush administration stopped the ban on assault rifles. Murder has gone up in Mexico. They've found that 70% of the arms that these people are using to kill each other come from across the border, and they're assault weapons. I mean, yeah, it's right. It's time for Obama to paste a couple on. I know he's in the midst of a huge hugger-mugger. And the fact is, David, when you're facing this, here's the irony. When you're facing this extraordinary crisis on large levels, I admit drugs is a huge issue, but there are issues to politicians even bigger he has no wiggle room. Do you know what I mean? If he comes out, and this, he may have to wait, if he gets it, for a, 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 a second, Democratic Congress oh, and a second, yeah, second, second term with second a Democratic term, Congress. Yeah. Because right now, he has almost no leverage whatsoever. It's insane. Well, do, we, really do we fear the conquest of the country by the right wing more than we fear the continued stupidity of policy on almost every level? Gee, that's a very good question for which I have no really good answer, David. So it's got to be a really good question. <laughs> I will tell you this. We, it's 40, this is the 40th anniversary of the drug war when Nixon said, uh, war on drugs, Operation Interdict, in which we will quadruple the price of marijuana overnight. It's got to be good for some of my friends. We've 40 <laughs> years, and now we spend more per year on drugs. $65 billion a year is spent on illegal drugs inside the United States. I would call that a failure, okay? However, I, mean, just, I did, I did uh, catch the news today in the, uh, in the local Whidbey Island newspaper that notified uh, everyone that there would be a marijuana doctor on the island this week, and uh, appointments are easily obtained by telephone. However, I don't, order, think, I don't think the script is so easily obtained in this state. As it is in California, where, where when I went to get, I went to get my um, uh, marijuana certificate a long time ago to see what it was like. And I was told by someone, you can, do, you can get it for anything, just don't tell them you need it because you get headaches. I said, really? He said, yeah, that's the one thing they don't seem to want to go for. Tell them you need to get to sleep. Tell them you have back pains. Tell them you're depressed. Just don't tell them you have headaches, which seems odd to me. It's a <laughs> mill anyway. You go in there, man. You can tell them I see Martians, and the Martians tell me I have to have uh, marijuana before I go to sleep or they'll be back. It doesn't matter. You'll, you get your certificate. It's, uh, it's something else. So are, are there mar medical marijuana certificates in the state of Washington? Oh, really? yes. Yes, there are. Not, not so common, but um, there are. If you look at the alternative newspaper for Seattle, there are, yeah. uh, you know, technicolor listings for... Uh, uh, for dispensaries? You know, dispensaries, yeah. Pot ranches, you know. There, there, uh, there are a lot of them, and um, uh, they're brightly illustrated in, uh, in the in the alternative newspaper, but it's, um, I, I don't think it's quite Californicated yet, no. But you know something, pot is basically legal in California, certainly in Los Angeles, there are hundreds of dispensaries and hookah shops and everything, you think, oh my God, this has really changed the world. You know, I mean, I don't get it, you don't see anything different, I mean, there aren't, there aren't like lots of people having car accidents because they're, whoa man, you know, like I, I saw six cars and I thought I was in a race, whatever, everything's pretty much the same, so again, drug war, Big failure, okay? 
big, big, big failure. And uh, it's time we got out of all that stuff. All right, let's see. What else is happening in this great, big, wonderful world of ours? Oh, got to tell you, there's some of the bozos on the right who have come up with a really good idea on how to make things better for us. They want to put us back on the gold standard, David. How about that one? You like uh, that? On the gold standard. Unfortunately, my mom didn't save any. I, I don't have any gold. <laughs> you don't? Well, well not, according not to the American Principles Project, coins. you should. Yes, I should. You should. Uh-huh. We should go back on the gold standard because then we won't have any of this worthless money and people in debt will be more deeply in debt. I mean, we are so fucked, Dave. There's, there's, I mean, you, you, you'd think I blame, I'll tell you what I blame. I blame television. I know it's single-minded, but I think that people have had their imaginations completely stolen from them by television, and they are incapable of any kind of critical thinking. All they understand is being yelled at, which is what happens if you watch any politics on television. It's either people, people yelling at you or being smarmy and snide and even smart. I mean, Rachel Maddow is very good, but she's half smarmy half smart she's got this attitude you have to join her her attitude or you don't get it you know what i mean and if it gets too nonpartisan, it's dull you know it's yesterday's dull well it's what it's what it's what's kicking it up is the extreme partisanship without this extreme partisanship in the in the actual uh uh house and senate there wouldn't be an extreme partisanship in the media would there no, or vice versa. Maybe, or perhaps, maybe, yes, vice versa. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, is that people do like to emulate what they see on television because television is their world. It describes for them. They don't get their world by living it. They live in tunnels. They get their world on the flat screen. So if the world on the flat screen is talking heads screaming at each other, and black and white, good and evil then it's no surprise that the political dialogue uh, is similar. I mean, it could could start from the TV and go to the culture rather than go from the culture to the TV. And that would be serious because TV is something we ain't going to give up. No, no. I may, but others won't. Well, yeah, yeah. I think um, uh, giving up a... um, an, and the endless stream. It's the endless stream. You know, there are things in life that you need. Uh, there's, there comes the end of the day, and there comes the end of the life, and there comes the end of the television show, and there comes the end of having the television on at all. And yeah. Because it really isn't necessary. And if you look at, at the, um, the statistics behind watchers of television, honestly, instead of it being, you know, three or four programs that you can't resist seeing because they're the only things on and you got a father knows best or, or, or gun smoke or, or, you know, whatever it was that people were seriously watching in great numbers. Now it's, it's entirely world wrestling. That's it. And, uh, you know, Bob square pants there. That's it for, for the, the, uh, um, yeah, uh, you know, kids. The, 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 well, the cable, that's what the cable, that's what people on cable are watching. They aren't watching, you know, the, the fall of the Roman Empire again with all those naked bodies. They aren't watching that. I mean, not in big numbers. They're watching World of Wrestling. That's what they're, that's WWE. And Grave Robbers Roadshow. And, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And, and on, the, uh, on, on, the, on the regular NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, you know, on there, they're watching Dancing with the Stars, one, two, and three, and, and, and the rewrap of 
of Dancing with the Stars and then, you know, Dancing with the Stars interview. I think that on, on a pretty uh, regular basis, uh, 60 Minutes is still there. But 60 Minutes and a Vanity Fair magazine are about, have about the same now instead of Time and Newsweek, don't you think? Yeah, and, and David, proof positive is Nancy Pelosi, minority Speaker of the House, goes on television, on cable, to talk, to talk, and they start asking her about Wienergate immediately, okay? She doesn't want to talk about <laughs> Wienergate. She wants to talk about jobs, so they just cut her out. They just left. They went away. They stopped. They stopped uh, uh, um, televising the interview and really? went to something. They went, they, yeah. they went somewhere else because she, she wasn't yeah. going to say something. Slam the door on that wiener. That's it. No, that and was, she wasn't going to talk about no, the bulge in the gym. She no, wasn't going to talk about uh, scandals or his wife or uh, how much they hate him. She didn't have – there was nothing with any real frisson. She wanted to talk about jobs. Uh-uh. Well, there, there's, there's the big issue as we, as we ride off into the sunset on this, uh, this program. Pete, jobs – Jobs are the all the Republicans say is if you stop taxing everybody uh, in business, then that will instantly create enough jobs to you know to employ virtually everybody in the country. Okay, there's a there's a cartoon uh, where uh, a couple of people were asking this big elephant, obviously the Republican Party, "What's your platform?" And he says, "We're against abortion and gay rights." And they said, "What's your plan to bring go- jobs to the economy?" We're against abortion and gay rights. That's no. it. They have no plan. No. Now they say, well, the, the, the Democrats haven't come up with a budget at also. Oh, man, talk about stalemate. They really think they're going to win in 2012 because they're going to cause the country to collapse and they can blame it on Herbert Hussein Obama. It just, <laughs> it just you know, uh, it just isn't going to work. Yes, it, our time has come to an end, but to keep us coming back, by the way, let's Get up there on RadioFreeOz.com and, you know, donate to us. Uh, if you donate 50 or more, you get a real nice prize. You can choose a premium. Whatever you got, you got to go up there and give us the money because we can't do this for free. We love doing this. This is wonderful. But it does have certain built-in overhead. And we don't want to go underwater because of the overhead. Dave, it's been a great pleasure working with you again. Absolutely, Peter. I'm glad to see uh, you on Skype in your new digs down there in uh, at the beach in uh, in well, I won't say L.A., but in the great uh, in the great L.A. In the greater L.A. Yes, I want to thank uh, Dave Maloney, who's been recording us and giving us the beautiful Blue U Studio. Uh, I want to thank Phil Fountain, who, by the way, has done a marvelous work on our new book, Trolling the Wall, which will be coming out soon. Tom Gedwillow, our webmaster who helped get my new stuff onto the RSS, and Scott Wilde, who's keeping me in the world of, uh, you know, social networking, and there will be a new look to the um, Oz webpage very soon. And Chaz Glass, who just makes sure that nobody in the financial world is breathing too heavily down our neck. So, you know... We look forward to seeing you all again, hearing you or watching you or talking to you again next week. Stay with Oz. Don't forget to donate. Thanks a lot. See you, Pete. See you, Dave.